0: This is called, I like being alone with a tub of hummus. It means I can double dip. With me in the studio, I have Marsha and Sylvia.
1: Yeah, what up, people? Hello, Dookie listeners.
0: The theme for this Dookie radio show is Food Fighters, a lovely, borderline clever play on words which references a certain American band. That band being fronted by not David Grohl, but today, David Gruhl.
2: Yeah, that's...
0: I'm sorry.
1: funny. Uh, But we
0: are indeed going to be talking about food.
1: Yeah, Dookie, isn't that a well-ploughed furrow, you know, like so well-ploughed that it's like a
0: trench? It's a bit like a ploughman's lunch in the podcast world. It's been done to bits.
1: It's, you know... A plough
0: person's lunch.
1: Yeah, well, uh, thanks for the PC-ness. I care. But, you know, it's pretty ploughed. Pretty plowed, but you know, food is is the new entertainment. So I guess we gotta we gotta jump on board that particular bandwagon.
0: And a lot of this particular theme is inspired by what we were discussing on last week's show. Whitney and the program Fat Girl Dancing, also known as My Big Fat Fabulous Life, of which we're going to be eating. A dish that she loves later on, which, Dookie, uh, I yes,
1: do, I have the ingredients here with me.
0: They are there, they are here. More about this feast yes. of questionable quality later. Now, the one thing which strikes me about food programs is a lot of the people who are on our British screens here are not, in fact, British. We have the French chef who's lived here since 1972,
1: Raymond Blanc. In 72, he hasn't learned how to speak English.
0: He does have a very, very difficult to understand French accent, and it's quite adenoidal. You know why? Why is that?
1: I have a theory about Raymond Blanc, which may or may not be my
0: theory. That he's actually not from France, but from Scumthorpe?
1: No. From Luzon. although that would be much more amusing than my theory. My theory, and I don't actually think it's my theory, I think I read this somewhere, is that the reason, because he also has a brother, and the brother apparently sounds as English as you do,
0: Dookie. Right. Is his brother significantly younger and perhaps never grew up in... No,
1: apparently they're roughly the same age and came to England at roughly the same time.
0: I believe Henry Kissinger's brother is the American equivalent where Ah. Henry Kissinger obviously has that... Frequently impersonated voice. Frequently impersonated if you're over 65. What a charming man. But you know, I'm Henry Kissinger. That kind of thing. And apparently his brother sounds as American as apple pie, to use a food reference.
1: That's interesting because somebody said, I don't know who theorized this, but somebody said that the reason Raymond Blanc still has a really, really, really pronounced French accent is because he doesn't listen to anyone. Ah. Whereas where apparently his brother does listen to people. And this is very apparent when you see Raymond Blanc's latest show. And for people who are, aren't in the know, Raymond Blanc is a Michelin star chef who's, who's quite well known on this side of the pond. And he does not listen to anyone. He is co-presenting his newest show with a, a lovely woman. And he just will not let her say a word even when it's like her turn to talk, he won't let her say anything. So you do it doesn't make you think yes, that's probably why he hasn't his accent hasn't watered down at all.
0: He probably has a bit of a twist on a certain misogynist phrase. A woman's place is not in the kitchen. For him,
1: you know, with him, I could probably kind of see that because he, he she said something about one of his dishes needing a bit more of something, and he was so paternalistic and near misogynist with her that I nearly had to slam off my television in disgust. But he is a good cook, so you know, he he does make some amazing dishes.
0: This the food is so fresh, so full of flavor.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. But, you know, you, yeah, that's pretty good, Dookie.
0: He always references his mother as well.
1: Yeah, what, what is with that? I mean, the guy's like 72. I mean, you know, you know, you haven't lived with your mom for...
0: His mother is still alive, or at least uh, was oh as recently as two years ago. He had one of those Ramon Blanc goes to France. He does things with French food that will blow your mind and you you met his mum oh god Bless He's my him. mother? I know everything about food from her.
1: It's not <laughs> that he. It's not that he just references his mom. It's like he gets teary-eyed every time he says "my mama" and and you know all all the Dukey Sylv. If I'm if my mom's still alive when I'm seventy two, you guys have permission to kill me.
0: These asperzas so delicious. Because
1: she's not listening. She's not listening.
0: You don't know that. No,
1: you know you. I do know because you know want to know what she's doing. She's sitting at home feeling sorry for herself. Right, so I know.
0: Does she succeed at that?
1: What feeling sorry for herself? Yes. Yeah. Does she and, excel then, and And at you know what, my pity. mom, my mom called all the rallies, as you call them, uh, up last year to tell everybody that she was dying. Right, that she had weeks to live. Right, and then the doctor was like, "No, you're not dying. I don't know where you got that from. You're, you're healthy as like a 22 year old. Right, mm. but she didn't call anybody back to say that she made a mistake. This is my mother. Oops. Sorry. So, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I got that wrong. So can you tell that I'm not getting teary-eyed over my mother? Anyway, we're talking about food. And, Dookie. Yes. I've eaten... A disgusting amount of food over the last week,
0: and you will do later on as well on this very show. But please tell me more. What have Can you I, been consuming? Can well, I?
1: I was in Manchester, and you know, I as I you know, I like it there. It's nice. Anyway, I I went to Burger King the second night I was there, and I ordered such a disgusting amount of food that when I was waiting for my order. I pretended that I had somebody waiting for me outside, you know, that you could see through the windows. And I started like fake waving to them just so the people serving wouldn't think that all this food was just for me. And then, you know, when you're in like Burger King or McDonald's, Mm. there are other fast food places uh, and they give you the bag with the handles.
0: You know that you've got some heavy duty fast food goodness oh of a weighty God. variety it was when the handles come out yeah
1: I mean uh, I was embarrassed and I walked out you know looking like I was oh where have my friends gone right and I yeah I
0: you continued the charade I outside did.
1: yeah I did I, I kept it up <laughs> you know can,
0: I can actually understand you doing it in front of the the uh, sales assistant the cashier yeah you, you
1: well you got to keep it up right you, but to
0: do it outside, I mean. Presumably, it's you're in Manchester. There's loads of people there. Are they really going to give that much of a shit about whether or not you're going to consume an entire handle?
1: (laughs) Martel, let's face it. You were doing it for yourself. Handle bag. She was kidding herself. Yeah, I was. I was. I was like, I can't have just ordered all this. I mean, to be fair to me, before people get completely disgusted, I I hadn't actually eaten that day, you know, like at all. So... Because I don't usually eat at work, so I, but it was a revolting amount
0: of food. The fact that you ordered it is only part one of the story. Did you actually consume everything that uh, resided in that uh, <laughs> handle? Handle carrier bag. What well, the fuck do you call those things?
1: Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, a, I don't know. Like a big grocery bag with handles. A fat
0: motherfucker. Yeah, like fast the, food it's bag. called the
1: fat fuck bag. I mean,
0: come on. A fat fuck bag is what we'll call it.
1: <laughs> and I'm referring to myself <laughs> are, when I, you know, there are other bags. There are other bags, you know. But I'm like, I'm like, can I get the fat fuck meal to go, please? And did I? Well, I had two. I ordered two burgers, and yeah, I had both of them, right? And they were big, right? And I ordered. Uh, you know, I'm really embarrassed. I can't even. I can't even talk to you guys about this. because I'm so embarrassed. Can I also add a little uh, addendum to this?
0: No, please continue with well, what you ordered. I
1: gotta say that I was having a really stressful time. I think as it goes well.
0: without saying. Yes. Well,
1: because you know, somebody I know wasn't very well, and they were in the hospital and stuff, and and you know. So there's stress and there was also I was hadn't eaten. So and and I can't I can't tell you this. I Out ordered. All right. I ordered three large
0: fries. <laughs> right. So wait, wait, wait. Let's. So two burgers.
1: Yeah. It was a lot of money, too.
0: <laughs> what did it come to?
1: Hey, well, it was double, double digits. Right. Well, you know. Right. Like, so seriously. So
0: now Burger King, there are other fast food yeah. outlets now Burger King do kind of a cheap burger, but they also do the Whopper and the yeah, it was two Whoppers. Oh, so you went for oh, the God,
1: the yeah. super
0: fantastic deluxe yeah, yeah, burgers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So two Whoppers and three, three portions of so, yeah. fries. So I had have- large. Large, or? yeah,
1: large. You know, can you Did see? Did you why
0: have I'd... a diet <laughs> beverage with that?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I had, I had a drink back at the hotel, so I was like, no, you know, I'm good for the diet coke or whatever. So. Can you see why I'm waving at the imaginary friends here? Because this is just like... So I ate both the burgers. I didn't quite get through all the fries. And I did have to... I did have a look at... I did have a good, long, hard look in the mirror. And Marsha, what the hell are you doing? And and I, I was really ashamed to the point where... Oh, should I make the final confession of this? Out with it. I'm dying to know this. I'm dying to know what's more. So... You know, I, I, you know, I clean up because you know people in hotels. they shouldn't have to clean up all that stuff, right?
0: Wait, wait, you were just tidying up the hotel because you felt sorry for the, the chambermaid.
1: Well, you know, I like to leave the room, like you know, like you know, I, 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 animals haven't been here, right? So it is
0: Manchester. I mean, they're going to be used to it.
1: Well, yeah, all right, yeah, fair enough. But I, you know, so I put things in the in the garbage can and. But I took the handled bag, right, and I folded it up, and I put it in my suitcase. Excuse me,
0: may I correct you? It's the fat fuck. Bag oh, sorry, I, think I took fine. the fat
1: fuck bag with the handles, and I folded it up, and I put it in my suitcase, and I brought it home, and I did that for two reasons. Firstly, Sylvia's got me all nutty over the recycling, right? So, and I couldn't find anywhere to recycle it, so I thought I'd bring it home in the recycling bin. But more importantly, I didn't want the cleaners to know that there's only one person in this
0: room, but she had to have the fat fuck bag. So you were worried about the cashier sales assistant, whatever you call them at Burger King, working on, goodness, what? £3.75 yeah, an hour. Yeah, yeah, like they care. that they were really going to care yeah, about yeah, whether or like not you care. were going to have this bounty of fat-fuck-cuisine. <laughs> 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 in the fat fuck bag just for yourself yeah, or indeed an entire army i
1: realize that it makes me a raving narcissist i do, yeah i know that like people don't give a shit do they they don't care about me but you know this is what goes on in my head
0: and that the chambermaid cleaning staff at this particular hotel yeah. that afterwards yeah we're gonna they were go going, who's oh, goodness, this fat fuck? Well, i see the um empty <laughs> contents of three portions of chips yeah there appear to be three whoppers here but oh my goodness at least there isn't the fat fuck bag with the handles on it. (laughs) Therefore, oh, what a a fantastic, slim, health food junkie (laughs) who stayed in this particular establishment. They were going to go
1: downstairs and ask the receptionist, could you just check on the computer? How many people were occupying this room? Because uh, it looks as though only one towel's been used, only one side of the bed's been slept. But, hey, they had enough food for three people. You know, like... You know, I realize how stupid it sounds, but, you know, tell me you haven't had these kind of illogical thoughts in your life. You know, I'm just I'm just saying I just. yeah. You are not I, alone.
0: I, I've <laughs> never done the whole. Oh, wait. Uh, sorry. Wait, uh, uh, before I give you the order for the three portions of fries. Yes, take it. Um, I need to double check if uh, my <laughs> brothers and sister are waiting. Outside. Yes, there they are. I am waving at them. Yes, I have three portions of fries and give me a fucking milkshake with that.
1: Well, yeah, okay. So yeah, I always get. The, I haven't done that. I always get the feeling that I'm being watched. You know, maybe it's growing up in the states. You know, where people are all. You know, you get that little bit heightened, heightened anxiety. In yeah, the big states. brother. Yeah, you get. So you know, I always get. And and you know, I just lied to I. Uh, by do you want to hear this? I just. Well, now I, you know, now I got to carry on.
0: Oh, I want to hear it.
1: I just, I had, by coincidence, I had a colleague there at the time and we, I met up with him, but I didn't want to spend a long time with him because he's, he can be kind of hard work. So I lied to him and said that I had, I was going out to dinner with another friend, right? When I wasn't.
0: Right. So this is two times in the same evening that you have pretended to yeah, be with other people. Yeah, to have friends. You enjoy your own company, clearly.
1: <laughs> so, so uh, and and I kind of got. And he was staying in Manchester overnight too. And I kind of was worried that I kind of had the sense that he was going to be like watching me, like go back to the hotel. Like ah, you know, she 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 lied to me. She doesn't have a date with him. It. Uh, I'm gonna shut up now.
0: Were the burgers nice?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was really nice. It was really nice, and oh, you know, and you want to know one more thing, Hit me. Dookie, and Silv Silva already knows this. I have an obsession with salt that goes beyond far and
0: wide. I could, I could have a salt lick quite happily. I remember when we were at the Edinburgh Festival last August, and we were getting a bite to eat somewhere basically just trying to get some sustenance in between the shows and i went to fetch some salt from another table and you stopped me in my tracks and then dug out uh, a sachet of salt and it appeared as though you have a lot of salt i
1: carry those little packets in my wallet but i i was originally going to go to this other place and get get some fries from there and so I went and bought a whole. Wait, wait,
0: rewind. What were you going to do? What I think you were going to do. What's in that? terms of the mixing, the matching of fast food no, specialties. No, no.
1: Oh God, no. You no. know what I'm on about. Though. Yeah. No, I was gonna. I was gonna go to this place called Byron, which has really like posh burgers. Right. Right. Okay. So and I thought, oh God, I don't have any salt with me. So I went. I went to this. I went to the store and I bought this big container of salt. And then I changed my mind about going to Byron because I thought that's like 40 pounds worth of food, in, in, in money, not in weight, uh, or food there. And I've got Burger Probably King. not far
0: off, though. Well, yeah, he, yeah, exactly.
1: And, the Sylve, do you want to tell the rest of this? Because this really freaked you out. Dookie, she bought a big container of salt and it opened in her suitcase. Now, oh. you know how superstitious I am. Yes. Oh, my word. The bad luck that is going to rain down on this woman for all eternity. So she spent all weekend vacuuming salt out of my suitcase and chucking it over her shoulder every three seconds. So the salt that was originally contained to said suitcase, right? Because she keeps throwing it over her shoulder while she's vacuuming it up. It actually ended up all over the kitchen.
0: This is, true. Oh, right.
1: this is true, Dookie, because I just couldn't, I couldn't, you know, I didn't spill it. So I assume the bad luck is not going to be done to me. But I'm so worried about Martha that that's a whole thing of salt that spilled. So I have, I do believe I have driven out the evil salt spirits for her on her behalf. Well, you know, my, 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 the person I know is in the hospital. They're, they're actually turning out to be pretty okay, you know. And so, you know, and I've had a good week. You know, and and I had a good time in Manchester and I'm having a nice time. And, you know, the three of us went out the other night. We had a good time. So, you know, it's not, you know, either it worked, right? All her throwing the salt over the shoulder, right? Mm. Or it's a great big steaming pile of bullshit
0: in the first place. I don't know where you come down on this, Dookie. Or perhaps when you dined out and enjoyed the entire contents of that Fat fuck bag, it somehow planted the seed of happiness in your brain, and you felt better ever since.
1: Actually, you know there is something in that. But now, Dookie, you know, getting back to the whole food thing, I can't. I'm actually having a good time now. You know, the, the spring's coming and things are good, and, uh, you know... The clocks
0: will soon be changing here in the United Kingdom.
1: My bank account doesn't look half as shitty as it did this time last year. Well, the
0: fact that you're able to afford a family feast of nasty-ass Burger King... It, well, exactly. This time last time. year, I
1: was a lot healthier because I was like, you know, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go, you know, get myself a two quid salad and that'll be it. But the,
0: now the, the fact that you were even considering Byron's as an option.
1: Hey, well, yeah, words, no doubt.
0: And I, and I things just, are on the up.
1: Hey, well, exactly. So, you know, things are going all right, but I can't stop eating. You know, I've only just demolished. what were the What were those cookies you had? Those were amazing. They are amazing. And Marcia and I have just demolished two packets of those bad boys. It's you that, had one as well, didn't you, Duke? Those were
0: amazing. They
1: were a chocolate Leibniz.
0: Yes. You feel as though you're slightly more cultured just by having them.
1: Because they're German.
0: Yes. So they're better because they're continental. Yes, Leibniz. Uh, uh, they're the German. I'm aware of that. Yeah, but maybe we should be reminded. That, uh, okay. Yes.
1: So and last, uh, you know, I don't know if you can get these in in the states, but over here you can get buckets. Well, sure, you can get things like that in the states. You, have, you can get buckets of everything, but you know, you can get buckets of tiny cakes. I ate a whole bucket the other night. My, I mean, my, uh, you know, and I'm like, you a, a know, a bucket
0: of tiny cakes. So these are just uh, miniature cakes.
1: Miniature cakes. You,
0: but they than- come in a. Bucket. So rather than ordering a, a proper, normal sized cake, these come in mini y- bite sized. Yeah, they're,
1: but yeah, like bite sized, but they're like two bites each. Really. Right. I mean, unless you're going to be a complete pig so, like I am. But, I, you know, and, uh, Marcia, was it your time of the month? Well, that's a good question. And it was for a while. And you kind of think, OK, you know, all right, I'll let myself off the hook. Oh, that was a, that was my other excuse in Manchester because it was also PMS time. So that's third, third excuse, third excuse for ordering that much food. You get me, Dookie? Are you hearing me?
0: I completely hear you.
1: In a it's way, like you're my priest confessor.
0: Possibly what you could have done yeah. instead of doing the whole uh, hang on. Right. Um, uh, yes, I've just ordered the three burgers. Uh, let me think about uh, what I want. Oh, oh wait, hang on. Uh, my phone is ringing. Then, while you dig at your phone, dig at some feminine feminine hygiene yeah, products, yeah. put them on the, yeah, the yeah, counter. Yeah. So the person knows that... Um, and maybe they give you a discount. Yes. Like a
1: PMS discount, right? Indeed.
0: Oops. Whoa, body form. I'm going to have some chips, please. Uh, yeah, Fries. Well, yeah,
1: yeah. Or, you know, and bring out the MyDol and start, like, you know, down in that, you know.
0: I better have a strawberry milkshake.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> Thank God I'm really not into checks because otherwise I would have gone to town. So, yeah, but now that time of the month is over and I can't, you guys need to help me. I can't stop. I can't, I can't stop. It, it's not good. I can't eat a whole package of cookies for breakfast like I did yesterday. It's not good. And we're watching MasterChef.
0: MasterChef. Yeah. There are... Versions of this show in many different parts of the world, although it is a British invention. And when I think of MasterChef at its best, it involves John Turode, an Australian who has lived here since 1900, and Greg Wallace, uh, born 1964, shaved head, wears glasses, recently lo- uh, lost loads of weight, and was at one time a greengrocer. Yes, Shaduki, I don't think it's shaved. Oh, do you think that's, no, surely the bits on the side have been shaved. Okay, but. Or do you think he has alopecia? No, I don't think he has
1: alopecia. I'm just saying that I don't think that he would naturally opt for the hairless look. Right. Oh. I think Mother Nature intervened.
0: Indeed. Yes. Uh, now, John Turow, born Australia 1965, I think he's lived here since the 80s. He's very uh, sexy, sexy. Has quite a, a watered down Aussie accent. In fact, uh, it's not heavy at all. But he has a strange way of pronouncing certain words. And the one which I like to listen out for whenever MasterChef is on is the way that he says brilliant. Here's Greg Wallace asking John Turode a simple question of which there are many brilliant answers. Did you enjoy that today? I, I thought it was brilliant. I thought that was an absolutely brilliant task. Brilliant.
1: I like the way he spelled. He, he pronounces it as though it's spelled B R E E Y A N T. Brilliant.
0: It's fucking brilliant, Mark. It's bri- so, that was horrible. That, that sounded not even remotely Australian. I'm so sorry.
1: You should be sorry, Dookie. But we forgive you. Can we talk about Master Chef? Because I'm having a slight difficulty with it.
0: What's wrong with it? It's an institution, a fantastic show. I
1: I absolutely agree. And I have been a fan for many years now. And I kind of found myself struggling with it. And the reason I'm struggling with it is because these people. So these are the first weeks of this whole competition, right? Mm. And these are all where they start, you know, knocking out people to get to the the quarterfinals and all that. So these are people who have just walked in. And they're the new, the new people and they're amateurs and... Keen
0: amateurs. Keen amateurs.
1: These people are making food that, to me, I would spend a lot of money for in a very, very, very fancy restaurant. And they're supposed to be amateurs. I'm like, how do you know that? I spend the whole show, especially the one that was on the other night, the whole show watching and going, I don't know how you know that. How do you know how to do that? Like they're talking about red wine reductions and they're plating it up like like Heston Blumenthal. And one guy was using a sous vide.
0: And he also used, agar as, and he used agar, agar as a thickening agent.
1: I have no idea what that is. What, what?
0: It's a thickening agent.
1: It's a thickening agency that's a derivative of seaweed, which is a vegetarian substitute for gelatin. So, if you're a strict vegetarian and you don't want to eat gelatin, which is an animal by- byproduct, then you use agar agar. I have personally never used it, but I don't really like to cook very much.
0: so I'm not very keen on driving fifty five. My name is Sammy Agar.
1: That's that's very funny. Doofy. No, it's
0: horrible. It isn't. I very can't funny believe I really, just said that. But, but we love that you. David Gruul thing earlier was <laughs> equally as shit. The, but it's keeping it's the musical and food themes together.
1: I didn't understand what I agree with you because I haven't watched the show for very long, and I I was like watching it going, but I thought these people were supposed to be like. You know, you practically walk in off the streets and, you know, then then you cook and then by the final round, you know, then you might be cooking with a sous vide and all that stuff. It is a bit
0: like one of those shows where you want the ordinary person to be triumphant. So an ideal master chef, particularly in the early days, would involve somebody who is a keen chef at home but who is accustomed to making traditional british or community-based comfort foods you want people to mess up yeah well, a little bit yes and, but also you want them to learn these amazing skills. But
1: also, yeah, so tri- tri- triumph yeah. over adversity. But so so I don't know if you remember, Dookie, but it was I, I don't know how many years ago it was now. But some guy made, I think it was like an omelette or something, and he put so many chilies in it.
0: Oh, the that, fucking root you get, got. Yeah, one. yeah, you do remember. Oh, fly and the hell.
1: And the poor guy went like beet red. He was so embarrassed that he nearly killed John Turow. And John Turow no, has no aversion to spicy. But he so he must have put a lot of chilies in that. That's what you want. You want like, okay, that's like a mistake I would make. I would accidentally make something so spicy that it would be inedible. But but these people that are on now, you're just looking like, but I don't understand how you know that. How do you know that from heart, by heart? That's incredible to me.
0: I mean, I realized that there's this amazing thing called the interweb well, and yes, there are true. many 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 cooking shows on our screens that said where people are put under pressure and have to come up with their own dishes in the invention test or the reinvention test or the flyman hill guards you need to come up with something in one minute that they are using techniques which Michelin star chefs from the 1990s would be struggling with. They're and-
1: working with squeezy bottles. Yes. You know, once you move up to the squeezy bottle, you're not an amateur anymore, in my word, in my my view, personally. Because I would, you know, I really don't like cooking, and I would never use. I mean, I like, you know, I like to eat my own food, and I like it to look, you know, presentable. But I'm not going to use a squeezy bottle to put little dots of sauce.
0: The smear. Is still a mainstay on Master yeah. and other cooking programs. I, I got a
1: problem with the this butt smear. This is the last year for that. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. The butt smear has got to go. People, can we please declare an embargo on the butt smear? You know where you put the the big dollop uh, uh, of whatever it is down on the plate, and then you 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 swipe the spoon through it, so you got a big butt smear
0: on. The, can we please just? Des- Dookie, do you want to boycott that? I'm well up for doing that. Although, big words from a woman who gets a fat fuck bag from Burger King for her evening meal. Well, you know... I couldn't resist It was met with love. And yes, I agree with you 100% in terms of the boycott. Sorry, that was...
1: you know we've all we've all had our food shame
0: absolutely yes
1: have you not ever had some food shame i mean people (laughs) out there listening you know judge me at your peril because i'm sure you've had some food shame
0: i think you're a very brave brave woman for admitting it and being able to laugh about it and to laugh along with us is a thing of beauty
1: dookie what's your biggest food shame then in the curial world, no, y- I yes. know, I know, Dookie, because I know you, I know you a little bit, Dookie. I know for a fact that you once, in, in your most destitute moment, were desperate for a pizza, were you not? And yes, and you were incredibly destitute at the time for whatever reason, yes. And I do believe you told me you have reported to me as. You called up your local pizza place and said, listen, I only have this amount of money, but I actually want your super size, super super-fat-fuck pizza. Yes. And I'm like four pounds short. What can you do for me? And did they or did they not
0: agree to deliver it to you? He could not have been nicer. And the fact that it was a really quick order at uh, towards the end of the evening... Made life easier.
1: Okay, that's pretty shameful.
0: He he did it, and and I said, well, listen, and for obvious reasons, I'm not going to be able to give the the person a tip. Bless but you. I have I have you know a certain <laughs> amounts of money here, and it arrived. I had a little bit of Dutch. Courage in me when I made that phone call. Bless
1: you. That's that's uh,
0: from my supplies at home. It dookie, was a very difficult time. You weren't a
1: student when that happened either, were you, dookie No, no, you were. You'd seen university go by a number of years before that, hadn't you, Dukey? Indeed,
0: and, and it clearly served me well <laughs> to be able to haggle a super-sized cheese feast from if my you're local like, pizza emporium. If you're emporium. like sucking
1: on your bong in the dorm, you know, in your freshman year, and you're doing that, you kind of think, yeah, all right, whatever. If you if those days are kind of a little bit behind you Then I'm thinking that goes under the heading of sh- That's pretty shameful But you were polite about it
0: It was hearing my try not to slur posh voice Bless you Beginning with, listen, I'm not trying to take the piss And <laughs> it will sound like I am trying to offend you But I only have a, a certain amount of money <laughs> Would you please give me your fat fuck pizza and yes, it, it, it arrived and what was great was that the person delivering it knew the story uh, because I was slightly worried that it would go through the system as full price. And I was yeah, that, a big, that's pretty scary. I was having a big panic for 20 minutes or, or however long it took, thinking, shit, you know, when it arrives, he's going to ask for the full, you know, 15 pounds or whatever it is. And, and I didn't nearly have that.
1: Dookie, I'm sorry, I cut you off because I think you were also going to tell us some other food chains.
0: Um, In better times, I did the gourmet version of fast food foraging. Do you know what I I may be hinting at? I have no idea what that means. This is where you get from different chains, different products. So at that particular time... I was rather keen on the spicy bean burger, which was produced by the King of Burgers.
1: They do a nice bean burger.
0: Very, very nice. They
1: do a very nice bean
0: burger. So I got the burger from there. And then there was a a Golden Arches uh, themed place. Yes. Which had fries, which were at that particular time more to my taste. Okay. So I had the fries from there. Right. And as well as milkshake from no i had i had the milkshake from yet another place i was on tour in the states at the time and and i also went to wendy's where i had their big whatever the fuck that is the the chocolate is so thick um it it remains nearly frozen biggie shake yeah it's what's it called the frosty
1: a frosty it's called a Frosty.
0: frosty so i went to three places um There are other places available. I was on tour in the States. I hadn't eaten for a while. Uh, A number of these places had coupons that were available. And uh, I made the the, the most of of all of them. And I I don't think I was sober then either. And I went to all of them on foot. I
1: should hope not. I once complained to Wendy's. So, and I don't know whether i should feel bad about this but i don't like asking for things that have stupid names right
0: oh Biggie.
1: Yeah, that's a biggie, biggie that you put me in mind. of, and, and it just makes me feel stupid. So I and they asked me specifically when I went to Wendy's, they said, could you please fill in this comment card? Because if we don't ask you to do it, we get in trouble and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want them to get in trouble. So I was eating in and I decided to fill in this card. And I did say to them, I don't understand what the point is in calling something biggie when it's quite clearly just a large fries. Same with a biggie
0: shake. Here, here.
1: You know, I don't, it did make me feel embarrassed, but I guess they still do call it a biggie.
0: Yes, Wendy's for a short period in the 1990s was um, available on the British High Street, but for reasons that are a mystery to me, no more.
1: I guess if we're talking about food shame, that I went went two weeks with uh, eating two meals a day at Taco Bell. Right. This is before I became a vegetarian as well.
0: Mind you, the veggie options at
1: they, you know, Taco Bell
0: aren't bad. You can but
1: I two meals a day for 14 days Ooh, in a row.
0: What Being, were your poops like?
1: Oh, dookie. Well, I don't remember, but they must have been horrific. And, you know, it was... That's not my only food chain. But that that does stand out. And, you know, you can eat there. Well, at the, you know, this was a while ago. You know, I must have not been spending more like $5 a day. It's what? kind of scary.
0: Were you on to You know, taco like a Bell- couple of
1: burritos and a taco. Right. It's only, what, like, you know, three. It, well, it was at the time. It was only like $3. I'm sure it's more now.
0: When I did a tour of the States, Taco Bell made made that tour possible in a way because it is quite cheap and there there are taco bells everywhere and yeah when you're on a budget you need to to hit the bell (laughs) talking (laughs) there are other (laughs) fast food Tex-Mex places talking of which when you were just having those two taco bell meals a day yes were you on two taco bells and one bell if you know what I mean one (laughs) bong
1: no, I, no, not at all. No, I was just, I was working and I right. was going to uni and there was where I was working. There was a Taco Bell just down the road. So I, at my break, I would just get in my car and go to Taco Bell for lunch. And then on the way home or whatever, wherever I was going, I would go through the drive through and get Taco Bell for dinner.
0: So you were... Oh, in-
1: and then I remember, this is also a food chain. I really, really liked Chinese. And it, at the time... There was a really good Chinese place near my house, but it was more, it wasn't really a takeaway. It was more of a family type place. Right. And I remember getting like a whole, like, I can't remember what it was, like this huge styrofoam thing of like noodles and stuff and like musu pork and stuff. And I put it in my handbag, right? Because I didn't want my parents, I was living with my parents and I didn't want my, because my dad would be like, oh, like, oh, let's, let's. You know scare dinner and stuff like that And I was really really hungry this is kind of like Marcia's Burger King story And all I wanted to do was go to my room and Eat this and so I had all Of this in my handbag And of course what happened It opened up in my handbag and My handbag stank of like I don't know what it was chow mein or lo mein Or something like that and moose pork For like weeks so it Was just are we all Fat fucks in this studio dookie
0: we all look lovely. Yeah, no. well,
1: you guys do. I mean, my ass could use oh, a little whittling Marcia. down. but But, well, you know, it's true. I'm not putting myself down. I'm just saying, you know, a little whittling wouldn't go amiss. I've been, you know, I've been pricing up gyms lately, but, you know,
0: You might whatever. have to, because it's now time for us to sample a southern delight. Oh, God. God, Jesus My hemorrhoids, hoi. On last week's show, we were discussing a television reality series called Fat Girl Dancing. I believe it's called My Big Fat Fabulous Life in North America. The show was set in North Carolina, and in it, the main character, Whitney, consumed a sandwich which... How should we describe it? It's uh,
1: yeah, you know 79 flavors are wrong. Can I just say uh, your dog is eyeballing me like a mafioso who's just found a
0: hit. And the reason why Molly the Sprolly is in mafiosi mode is because we are going to sample that very sandwich here. In the Dookie Radio Dookie. Show studio, and we have the ingredients here, of which
1: Can you hear mayonnaise
0: that? is one. Dookie. White bread what is this? another. Dookie. And the the actual filling is a banana.
1: Dookie. What is this the
0: sound of? It's the sound of.
1: This is the English dodgy
0: equ- white bread.
1: This is the English equivalent of Wonder Bread. So you you know I I Marcia and I went out and purchased these ingredients earlier, and we we look for the soft white bread. So I so this is the sound of the white bread. And, Dookie, can I just say it's so sweet that you brought plates? You know, like, this is, like, something, like, really posh. Absolutely. And I also have to say that I'm approaching this whole thing with a certain level of trepidation.
0: I am. I have trepidation galore as well.
1: Yeah. I, I'm not looking forward to this, but. You know, I I like mayo, and I'm, you know, I don't mind a banana, but, you know, and I like white bread. You know, the the three ingredients in and of themselves are all fine. Just together, uh, not so much.
0: Perhaps it will be a taste sensation. Apparently, this is a mainstay southern U.S. states yeah, delicacy I don't, I don't is delicacy that. the right no, word I, it is now. I don't now. buy
1: it. I think it was a Whitney thing. Really? Yeah, I don't think it's a Southern. I don't. You know, it's not like grits. It's not like you know collard greens. It's not like you know. I don't buy. You know, I know you really. You think that this? What, Silv, Do you do you think this is a Southern delicacy? I'm not convinced that it's a Southern delicacy. I I'm more likely to believe that it's a Whitney delicacy. Because I just can't see this taking off as a foodstuff. I mean, it's, you know, I think people would be more likely to have peanut butter and marshmallow fluff on a sandwich rather than, let's face it, it's a lurid combination, is it not? Yeah, it's, it's lurid, all right. I'm going to be slicing up this bad boy banana here. So if we're, you know, we're, we're actually making this on air
0: on a website called gardenandgun.com there are other websites good grief. it's referred to as a forgotten southern sandwich
1: yeah but you know you can google anything right i mean you could google you know you know if people if people in north america googled like deep fried pizza, you know, there would be a lot of sites and they would think that that's all Scottish people eat.
0: Oh, my word.
1: Oh, God. There
0: is a Facebook page (laughs) dedicated to (laughs) banana and mayonnaise sandwiches. Uh, Okay. 646 likes. It's going to be getting one more from the Dukey Radio Show, or will it? We're going to have to assemble these. Okay,
1: 646, you know, that's hardly all of the South, right? I mean, that's not... It's, I'm just not convinced that it's not, you know, it's like if you if you google deep fried Mars bars, which in the states would be what like a like a Snickers bar, if you google that you would think all of Scotland lived on these things and you know they don't. You know, it's actually kind of hard to find one there. This is true. Martha does have a point. I'm peeling a banana here. Do you, can, do you think you the microphone can pick pick this up? Are you picking this up? See? Oh, it smells nice. So I'm in the process of slicing this onto the bread.
0: This is the first Dookie Radio Show cookery segment, which Uh, (laughs) cookery segments are designed for radio. This is a fact.
1: I have never actually put a banana on bread before. I know some people like it with peanut butter, but I've never personally... I'm not a big fan of the banana myself. They're they're too difficult to get one that's right, but this one actually looks quite... Okay. You know, not too hard, not
0: too soft. The mission of the banana and mayonnaise sandwich community on Facebook is to spread the glory (laughs) of banana sandwiches throughout the interwebs. Wow. The interwebs. The interwebs. The
1: interwebs. Dookie, all I can say is, you know, we don't know. I mean, this could be a taste sensation. I could be be on Monday. I could be carrying a banana mayonnaise sandwich in my bag for lunch. I mean, we don't know because none of us have tasted one yet. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I won't be carrying one in my lunch on. You know, yeah, I mean, well, unless it goes well with coffee. Are we thinking that the coffee banana mayonnaise situation might be a good one?
0: You there's guys only don't really, one way to find you out. You guys
1: don't really drink coffee, so you don't... No. Okay, so can uh, people, can we have a look... At, why are you looking at cupcakes? Uh,
0: there's a company called Duke's Mayonnaise. I okay. had a click on Is it while these delectable sandwiches were being assembled.
1: You know, can I say something about cupcakes? Yep. Here in this neighborhood... In which we all inhabit. They started off a new market on Sundays, like a, an outdoor market, remember? Yes. And we, we went along, remember, last summer, the first day that it was open? Yes. Now, I bought a cupcake for five
0: pounds. Yes, it was very, very good, and it was very, very, very expensive. It
1: was good, but, you know...
0: Was it great?
1: It didn't get me, you know. It wasn't a magic cupcake, you know. For five, what is that in in dollars? Is that that's like ten dollars?
0: Yeah, just under ten dollars.
1: I mean, you know, if it had, you know, made me feel like I was floating on air, you know, maybe, but. Yeah, so every time I see that market, I think, yeah, it's really nice. But do I need to spend five pounds on a cupcake? I, you know, I don't. I it don't was really. It was made
0: by a North American, though.
1: Yeah, it was. It was, and you know, I wanted to support him because you know he seemed to have a cool business going on. But can I interrupt, Dookie Martha? D- now, how does this look so far? This is we are looking at. Is we are looking at a slice of white bread on a plate with a layer of banana slices. A
0: layer of banana slices. So could you
1: please tell me how that looks so far?
0: It looks beautiful. Okay. it's um, It looks both healthy and unhealthy at the same time. Bananas being... It's a fruit. It's, it's one of it's the good ones. It's a fruit.
1: It's, you know, they're, I White think there bread, are better fruits. White bread, less
0: so. But I'm not going to be a food fascist. Now, on um, the... We have squirty the, mayonnaise. Yes. On the page... Um, on the facebook community page for banana and mayonnaise sandwiches yeah. there are various photos of how people have assembled them they
1: actually look kind of nice on the picture this is true yeah i mean it's a nice like, and you know it's hard to photograph food and and they've done a good job there you know it looks inviting for you know you could go to a lot of like cafes and diners and places and and they take pictures of their own food and you go you know god that looks like it looks like, you know, nuclear waste on a plate. But, you know, that looks
0: nice. It does look... Perhaps we shouldn't be so judgmental.
1: Right. So you're... Th- what are you thinking, Dookie? You're thinking maybe...
0: It's going to taste... Uh, it's going to be like a taste sensation. a sandwich sensation.
1: A Dookie, now, Duke's... Uh, sylph, uh, here we go with this... Dookie, geez, why do you, you... This thing of mayonnaise is, like, bigger than your car.
0: It was on sale...
1: Okay, so we go, so I'm ready to squirt the mayonnaise on this bad boy. It, it
0: appears as though you need to be very generous with the uh, mayonnaise application. Yeah, no, I
1: like mayonnaise. I don't like it that much. Yeah, I think I think just a, you know, just a you know a thin swirl, a swirl. What do you think?
0: A yeah, swirl.
1: Uh, okay, so here we go. Here,
0: oh god. I feel like doing a an autumn brown and uh, giving a breakdown of what's happening oh dookie i do love alton he's a southern man he's from georgia
1: oh dookie dookie i have fantasized about elton oh should we talk about my love for elton because i think he is a wonderful wonderful man and looks sexy in a suit
0: he certainly does
1: so uh, this mm. smells revolting now because yeah now i'm putting i'm putting the lid on okay
0: the lid—it's now lid. gone from open-faced sandwich to a proper southern-friendly, southern-style. Can I just banana A's yeah. sandwich?
1: Um, you know, want you want to know what really scares me now? It's the fact that your dog went from eyeballing me to now she's left the room. And I'm thinking, if your dog, I pres- you know, I presume your dog is a normal dog. It eats anything, right? Yes. Okay, so she's left. Yes. Now, what does that say?
0: That we should eat this with caution.
1: Okay. Now, Dookie, Silva, so I'm gonna cut this Approach in half. Approach this
0: with avoid.
1: <laughs> and Dookie, you're gonna have half, and then me and me and Silva will divide this other half into quarters, right? So we got a got we got a plate here. This is this is a uh,
0: fine china. Th- yeah, this, is being used for this segment.
1: This is progressive radio.
0: Absolutely. This, again, podcasts plus taste testing, a bizarre sandwich. It's.
1: Yeah. It goes
0: together like banana and mayonnaise.
1: I'm not saying people haven't tested food on air before, but. uh,
0: Vanessa Phelps used to do it on one of the Beebs.
1: Yeah, I don't know who that is. She's that lady who I used to quite like her.
0: She's a very bright lady, but
1: she hides it a little bit too well.
0: A purveyor of very bad television. She's
1: incredibly educated and really, really bright. And yes, and what, she does lots of like really like the white bread of television.
0: Absolutely, and Oxbridge educated and
1: Oxbridge educated. I know. Oh God, Dookie, I'm not sure. I'm not worried about you know. I don't. I'm not bothered about tasting unusual foodstuffs, but. I just. Are we gonna do this all at once? Yes. Okay. So we got me and me and Silv got. So our. Oh God. On the I gotta, count
0: of. Oh dearie me. Oh God! I got a banana. Okay. Two. Oh dearie me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: I'm not feeling the. I'm not. Firstly, I'm not feeling the bread-banana combination. I've never had. Yeah. No, Dookie, you're going in for a second bite. I did not get a lot of mayonnaise on that one. So I'm thinking I'm going to have to go in for a second bite as well. Mm. So, yeah, all I'm getting is bread and banana. So I'm going to. Martha, should we go in for another one? Let's go. Let's go in for another one. Dookie, you need to tell
0: us what you're thinking. It, it tastes of white bread, <laughs> banana, and mayonnaise. I was hoping the fusion would be uh, a bit more interesting.
1: N- no. You know what? No. Dookie, no. No. Dookie. I like mayonnaise. I really liked it on chips. Which is something I never discovered until I went to Amsterdam.
0: You know they talk about it on Pulp Fiction. Mm, they drown them in that shit.
1: And, but with the the sweet and the eggy,
0: because
1: mm. I'm quite ooky about eggs. Clearly, I'm really quite ooky. My eggs have to like be so far removed from eggs like a cheese omelet that's smothered in Tabasco sauce that it's not even funny. And that, but Dookie, you're being very coy.
0: I'm quite hungry, so a bit of it is that I just need to ingest some food. The right. sad reality is I also need to ingest something that's nice. Oh, that dookie. is a sandwich of wrong. I like bananas. I love bananas. Not so keen on white bread. Like mayonnaise in context. This, yeah. this sandwich is not my kind of sandwich.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna put the ixnay on the uh, ao may um, and and Anna It's
0: if this what? sandwich made Whitney from Fat Girl Dancing the girl that she is, I don't want to be that girl.
1: No, I. No, I. I I'm not. I'm not feeling it. I'm not. I guess it's. I. Yeah.
0: Maybe you have to be southern.
1: May, I mean, it's not quite as revolting as I thought it would be. But that doesn't mean it's not still disgusting. Right? I mean, if I had kids, I'm wondering whether I would put this in their lunchbox just to freak them out. Just to freak them out. Like mom's giving me banana and peanut butter. Oh, no, wait a minute. It's banana made.
0: Oh, this would freak them out.
1: Yeah. um,
0: Shall we order um, a pizza?
1: Where's your dog? I'm not being a nag or nothing, but Roy just needs to put the toilet seat down.
0: Facebook. Click on your mouse to our Facebook page. Facebook. Easy to find, it will not take an age. Facebook .facebook www.facebook.com forward slash The Dukey Radio Show, The Dukey Radio Show The thin white Dukey is right. Click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page www.facebook.com forward slash The Dookie Radio Show The Dukey Radio Show The Dookie Radio Show
1: Lester, and which is up north and it is up north right
0: volcano northern to the kill.
1: okay yeah everybody sounds like that there well kind of. and i was in the water stones which uh, you're not familiar is kind of like uh england's answer to like i don't know like barnes and noble right and I like the one there cuz it's really big and so I was walking around in there and I was walking through the crime section now I'm not really your gal for crime, right? Because I just think, you know, I'll get my crime on the news. It's, you know, fine. I don't need to have nightmares at night when I'm reading. But I'm walking through the the section to get to something else, right? And... I had to go to the spirituality section because I got a friend. I got someone I know is not really very well and uh, they're sick and I, they like to read spirituality stuff. So there I am like looking at books like, you know, follow your angel and, you know, fairies up your bum hole and stuff like that. So I was kind of embarrassed. I've
0: read it very good.
1: Is fairies up your bum hole pretty good, Dookie?
0: Absolutely, yes.
1: Okay, you know, like wings on my ass. It was
0: mind opening as well as well sphincter opening.
1: Okay, yeah, you know, I'm not... Can you tell that I don't really belong in the spirituality section i don't oh, know. i can
0: tell can you tell that yes. dig-
1: i'm not if that you know i got a good friend that she loves that stuff and you know to, i'm not you know she it's... sorry i
0: couldn't hear you over the smell of the patchouli oil
1: <laughs> well yeah she's a patchouli kind of gal i mean you know her and and she's great and i wouldn't have her any other way it's just not my thing right But neither is crime. So, but I'm walking anyway. So I come out of the spirituality section. I'm back through the true crime. And um, some guy inquires to the salesperson as to the dearth of stock in the true crime section. Right? So, the salesperson, what I overhear him say is, uh... We're a bit low at the moment because we had the prisons in last week and they really like their true crime.
0: Explore the scintillating situations happening in your city. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to Scintillating Situations in Your City with Sylvia Silversmith. Hello, Sylvia. Hello, Dookie. Hello, Dookie listeners. What have you got in store for us this week?
1: Well, Dookie, as it's a food-themed show that we're doing, I have two things that are food-based. And they both happen to be based in the United States of America. Because why wouldn't they be?
0: Are you implying that because it's the United States of fat ass that they know a thing or three about food?
1: Well, Dookie, that's a little harsh. That is indeed a little harsh. They do know a thing or two. About food and about festivals, because these, you know, in the States, they really know how to do a festival. Do you not think?
0: They're fairly up on their festival organization. To, yes. Uh, to be fair, we know a thing or two on this side of the pond, and as a rule, have had fewer incidents Well, than our well, North American cousins. I've been to a few dodgy ones over here.
1: I don't mean like Glastonbury and Isle of Wight and stuff like that, but I mean like... I've been to a few dodgy ones. Like, I went to this uh, a number of years ago. They had, like, this big festival for the neighborhood in town. And I went along, and it wasn't very good.
0: But a local fair isn't really a festival. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yes. A local fete, for instance.
1: Okay, but there was, like, three booths and booths and... That, and the people there weren't at the booths, weren't very Was it nice. a Booth
0: family reunion or, <laughs> hi, my name's John Booth. Uh, well, not no, the I one mean, that killed Abraham been. Lincoln. <laughs> I love the old ones.
1: But, like, they weren't like very happy to be talking to people and stuff like that. And we're they were British, kind of,
0: of course they're not going well, to be. Well,
1: true. So it just wasn't very good. And then I went to another so-called festival because they were trying to raise money it was very nice it was a very good cause after the tsunami in Japan happened they were going to have this Japanese themed festival to try to raise money for it and I got really excited because I am so all over anything Japanese that I was so excited and Duki it it wasn't it was really not good at all Duki you know what it was Some people had, like, laid out blankets in the park. As you do. And, like, were selling their old junk from them.
0: So it was a bit of a bric-a-brac sale rather than a celebration of all things Japanese. Yeah, and I
1: don't know what the concession was to Japanese-ness. Because I I don't even think... I think maybe some people were cooking rice or something.
0: This, again, sounds like a community... Based okay, I, shindig uh, well, rather yes. than a festival.
1: You have to admit, though, that if the Americans were going to do that, it would be me.
0: Be goddamn bigger.
1: It would be a lot bigger, and it probably would be done with a more enthusiasm. Do you know what I mean? We're fucking excited. You're not going to buy it, are you, Dookie? Well No, you've mentioned a couple of. You're being very protective. Suburban fates. over your country. Yes. Yes. No. I love this country dearly. I'm just. I just think that we all need to be very aware of what our strengths and weaknesses are. So British people, they're they're not particularly strong at enthusiasm, right? Would you agree with that, Dookie?
0: Yes, I okay. appreciate that a, a reserve. S-
1: at the same time, when you're waiting at the bus stop at seven in the morning in the rain and the cold and the sleet you don't have a complete stranger giving you the minutiae of their recent eye surgery either so and so they're in you know the strength comes to the fore i
0: do feel if you leave london you do get people sticking their nose in your business a lot more yeah, in this not, country to I mean, be fair once
1: when the, when i was in the states i mean people do you know i was waiting in line for a rental car and you know, I did get the minutiae of this woman's eye surgery and I was like really jet lagged. And So, you know, I'm just saying, you know, there are strengths and weaknesses to both countries.
0: She saw herself as a teacher. You were merely the pupil. But
1: bless her. and uh, You, you know, were merely bless the her pupil. And, and Americans are... You
0: were the pupil. We, uh, Do you see what I did there? I get
1: it, Dukey? I'm a little tired today. So, that's very funny. Are you ready for the first one? hit me i hope that i am pronouncing this right it, um i think this is in oklahoma and this is a festival
0: now the problem with this you pronounce oklahoma beautifully
1: Thank oklahoma yes oh is that beautiful how is that different to anything else
0: <laughs> i'm just taking the piss because you said i hope i'm pronouncing it correctly oh
1: sorry gosh <laughs> i'm being really thick today the city in Oklahoma is El Reno, and I'm going to pronounce that in the Spanish way, even though it doesn't have the little hooply over the N.
0: The tilde sign, is the it? The
1: tilde. I, I'm, I'm going to assume that this is El Reno, Oklahoma. And the problem with the website is, is that it says the 2nd of May, May 2, but it also says the 7th of May. So we need to keep checking on that. And do you want to know the name of this festival, Dookie? <laughs> it's the El Reno Fried Onion Burger Day.
0: A fried onion it's burger day, which is either on onion the burger. which is either on the 2nd or the 7th of either May. Either on the
1: 2nd or the 7th. And do you want to, I can show you a picture of this. Oh my, oh my good gosh, Dookie, check that out. My word. Now, it's a very flat burger, but it's also a very large
0: burger. It's the size of Swindon.
1: I think they do this every year, and they aim to do it for, I guess it's like 10 feet. Does that look like it could be a 10-foot burger? It certainly does, yes. And so there's a little history behind the Fried Onion Burger. The Fried Onion Burger Festival goes back to the 1900s when meat was a lot more expensive. And so what this man did in Oklahoma, he started, this man called Ross Davis, who owned and operated a place called the Hamburger Inn on Route 66 in downtown El Reno, he started making fried onion burgers to stretch out the meat, right? So you would have like five cents worth of meat. But then he'd put loads and loads of fried onions in it to kind of bulk it out. He can and make
0: he, the meat go further. You
1: make the meat go further. And because onions were cheap. And so he started selling those and they've become iconic and hence the festival. So they ask for volunteers to help them make this 10-foot burger. And boy, they also do all kinds of other things. They don't actually have all this schedule down just yet, but people on Facebook are talking about their child is performing in the choir that day on the children's stage and it's like parades and entertainment and like beer tents and it's massive. So that's what I mean by, you know, doing a kind of a local neighborhoody type thing. Is that there's loads of events and loads of stuff going on and it's all family, family and it's fun, fun, fun. Does that sound like fun to you, Dookie?
0: Onions. Normally, you just think of them as being the garnish. Here, they are celebrated yes. as, I like as the meat of the burger. I
1: do like that because, you know, I like an allium. Is that the right word for it? I think it's it an allium. Do you know what an allium...
0: I don't. I'm, a, I'm not
1: trying to be patronizing, Dookie. It's just that you're looking a little confused.
0: I look confused most of the time, okay. but please enlighten me. So, you
1: know, I'm, you're a very intelligent man. I just needed to check. And allium is anything that's like in the onion, garlic, leek family. Right. So I do like, I like my garlic. And I I am a bit partial to a fried onion. So I don't know what that says about me. I do like a leek. It
0: says that you should be going to Oklahoma on either the 2nd or the 7th of May.
1: 7th. I am there. I am so totally there. Dookie, I also have to confess. I don't know if I've confessed this on the show before, but I also have a, a terrible, terrible craving for broccoli. For broccoli? Yes, because if, if somebody came to me and said, what do you want for your last meal? It would, be, it would probably be fried broccoli and garlic with chocolate cake. Those are my two biggest
0: things. So you're willing to kill people just to have that as your last meal?
1: You would possibly well you no, know, I'm not going to do that. But if you know, if some if somebody did say this is your last meal, what would you like? It would it would probably be broccoli and garlic with
0: chocolate cake. That's a combination. It's
1: a combination, isn't it? I do I am very very
2: partial to with broccoli, a, an to a onion, cruciferous
0: with vegetable. an onion burger starter.
1: With an onion burger starter as long as it didn't have any meat in it because I am
0: vegetarian.
1: But I think Marcia and you and I should all go to the fried onion burger day because I think that would be fabulous.
0: I have an idea. What we should do yes. is go to El Arino, yes, Oklahoma, yes. arrive there on the 1st, you know, just so that we could adjust to jet lag, to acclimatize ourselves to all things Oklahoma. Yes. Hang out there until the 7th, no matter what, until the 8th, Yes. so that... In case this fantastic festival is indeed on the 7th... Yes. We can have some time to party it up and sample the local broccoli.
1: Doesn't that sound fabulous? Have you been to Oklahoma?
0: I have, yes. I've played in Oklahoma City and Tulsa. I bet the people were very nice. Incredibly friendly. Oh, that's very nice. I have never been there
1: myself, personally, because, you know, it's not really a place that you, you just happen to find yourself in. You have to go there for a reason, right?
0: True. The... Ordinary people were lovely, the local constabulary less so. Did you get in trouble, Dookie? We were pulled over by the fuzz.
1: Ah, I think you told us that story. Is that where the Bible bailed you out?
0: Yes. Um, Ah, yes. A mate of mine who tours the US quite regularly had recommended taking the Bible from the first motel establishment that we went to. And the Gideons provided, we took. And we kept it on our dash for the duration, and it came in handy in Oklahoma.
1: Because they thought you were a good Christian boy, so yes. they let you go.
0: and genuinely, with no exaggeration leading up to it, things were not looking good. <gasps> oh, the, dookie. This policeman even said, you know, I, you know, I had to level with you, this is not looking good, we're going to have to take you... You know, over to the station to, you know, sweat us out.
1: He's getting more and more southern as
0: he goes along. (laughs) Yeah, also slightly south London as well. And uh, yes, and basically he was about to make the call on his walkie talkie CB radio, some kind of telecommunication device, and he saw the Bible and he to use his terminology, said it put a different coat of paint on things entirely. Oh, wow. And he let us go and <laughs> well, said, God be with you.
1: Oh, good gosh, Good golly, goth. Well, Good we- God. Dookie, do- I think what you need to latch on to there is that there are many wonderful people in the States.
0: Absolutely. We met some of the nicest people on the whole US tour in Oklahoma. They They, can be very they very were kooky. fantastic. They can be a very kooky bunch. And also we met some fantastic people who worked within the local constabulary. There's a guy called Hector in Chicago who works for the local fuzz over there. Probably the only non-Irish person who does. And he was all kinds of lovely. So, yes, if they love us, we love them, regardless of whether or not they wear a badge or like a bit of vag.
1: I, I don't even know what to say to that. I'm going to I move on. I just made that up now. I'm it going is... to move on to something that you, you've already gotten prickly now once in, during scintillating situations. Now, I'm going to make you even pricklier. <laughs> because I know for a fact that this particular stuff Gives you the heebie heebies, the heebie jeebie jeebies.
0: Oh, are we entering the letter M?
1: Oh, we're entering the letter M, Dookie. And this is happening in Kentucky. And this just seems so exciting to me. This is on April 25th and 26th. This is the Mountain Mushroom Festival. The
0: Mountain Mushroom Festival. Oh, my
1: word, Dookie, how fantastic. Well, it won't be to you. What you really hate them.
0: I, the. The smell, the flavor. Now
1: lots of people do hate them. Lots of people.
0: I have them. an issue. I've tried. When they're chopped up really, really finely and stuck in a sauce, I can just about tolerate okay, them. Okay, well, that's not too bad. But I realize that they're an important part of the culinary world and certain people Especially love them. you're vegetarian, yes. Absolutely. Clearly, the people in Kentucky, the mountain people of Kentucky... Will be digging this mushroom festival. Tell me more. Say,
1: I have to say I do like my mushrooms quite safe because you know I sometimes some of the weirder looking ones I just think oh I you know they just they they look more fungusy than you know what I mean. So to you they must all look like that. But I do you know I you know I wouldn't go foraging, right? Because you know that guy that wrote that horse whisperer. He wrote that book. He nearly died, as he, did his
0: wife. He it not was... only
1: nearly died, he was, like, at death's door with but... his wife and two of their friends because they ate a, a one, like, dicey mushroom and it destroyed their kidneys and everything. So, you know, you can see why, if you hate mushrooms, you know, some of the mushrooms hate us back. So, you know, it's kind of understandable. And lots of people can't really get to grips with the word fungus. So does that creep you out too?
0: A little bit, yes. Yeah, that
1: is the word because because you don't really want fungus, do you? Whereas
0: yogurt, I like it. And let's face that's it, there different, are that's bacteria. True, but ooh, bacteria, so oh, tasty.
1: <laughs> yes, but mm. you, you know, I, I guess we're more likely when we think of the word fungus, we think of the word we think of foot fungus.
0: Oh, Dave, don't throw that bread away. I like I like it to be able to get a bit more uh, green didn't it. It makes it more tasty.
1: Well, that makes penicillin, so that's actually good for us.
0: Indeed. Well, Well, if you have a problem. All that good stuff, yes.
1: So I can understand the whole mushroom aversion, but this is another one of those celebrations that just sounds so full on and wonderful. It's in Irvine, Kentucky, and it's a celebration of Appalachian culture. And all of the activities, of course, are mushroom-themed. They have a morel market. That sounds fantastic. A morel market? A morel market. Right. They have a cook-off. Dookie, they have a cake decorating contest. Now, surely that wouldn't put you off too much, because say you had a cake and it was like a mushroom that was just drawn on, like, in frosting. That would be okay, wouldn't it? I
0: don't have an issue with the shape of mushrooms... It's just the mushrooms themselves. Well, see,
1: and Dookie, you know what's fabulous about this? They're going to have mushroom hunter interviews. So here we have Ned Clancy, and he's going to be talking to us about... How to forage for your truffles.
0: I've been foraging uh, for truffles for the last 25 years. I got a dog that go out there. And I'm going to tell you how you can do it as well.
1: Fantastic. Doesn't, wouldn't that just be great? And I love the way you just, you just got right into that character of Ned Clancy. And they're going to have contests for the largest and the most mushrooms What's the contest for the most mushrooms? I don't understand that. Like the possibly, largest I get.
0: Possibly the most mushrooms put in one's mouth.
1: Okay, maybe. That or, would be weird.
0: Or carrying the largest or heaviest load of mushrooms.
1: Okay. Yes, I'm trying to understand that. Or, they also have a fungus 5K run. I don't know what may- what is fungusy about that. Maybe if you wear really moist uh, tennis shoes, then you can get some good foot fungus going on.
0: <laughs> what well, they they're going to test people before and afterwards.
1: They also have a parade, and Dookie. The final thing is that I find very interesting indeed, and which is why I really want to go to this. They have a window decorating contest.
0: Window decorating. How
1: does that? So maybe, the only thing I can guess there is if maybe if the parade goes down like the local uh, main street or something, if the people who maybe own the businesses or who have houses along there decorate their windows in kind of shroomy kind of ways. Maybe that's... Right. I don't know. I'm guessing.
0: Possibly they opt for shroom-friendly colours or shroom-esque colours. What like
1: Grey and beige. Yes. Although, you know, you could get more of those Alice in Wonderland-looking mushrooms that are white with the little red dots that are supposed to be really, really poisonous. But yes, you could have that kind of thing.
0: Any references to magic mushrooms in the literature at all
1: well not that i can find in the literature and i would guess that they probably wouldn't want to big up that side of it have you ever done magic mushrooms yes and i'm guessing dookie because i know that you and the whole substances don't really get along that well so i'm gonna guess mm, that your experience was not necessarily a positive one
0: i had a very nasty experience once And I had a very positive experience another time. And I'm not going to return there. It's not my Even though you had a
1: happy experience. I had a very
0: happy experience. I thought, I'm happy to end it there. I can't dismiss it as being totally nasty. But I'd rather not risk it again. Yeah,
1: I'm not a big one for the hallucinogens. The one time that I did mushrooms, it was okay. Except I spent about seven hours trying to remember my own phone number.
0: Yet you so, still you know, think it's okay.
1: You, well, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a bad experience. It just mm. wasn't, you know, wasn't a good one. I just remember sitting on my bed, just reciting, and I actually had my number correct, but saying to myself, you know, reciting my phone number and going, no, 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 that's not right. You know, for like hours and hours and hours and hours. And it's just, you know, I don't, you know, it's just I wouldn't return there necessarily. But I do want to go to Irvine, Kentucky's, mushroom festival on the 25th and 26th of april i particularly want to have the morel market and see what the uh, window decorating contest and i would like to meet N- ned clancy and hear him talking about his mushroom hunting dog even though i've made him up in my head
0: do they have a bar called Shitake out of luck <laughs>
1: See, that one I got. That one, (laughs) I've kind of woken up now. So that one I actually got. I think it would be fabulous if they did. And all we can do is hope. So do keep, that's your lot. That's your lot with your fried onion burger day in uh, El Reno. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Oklahoma on either the 2nd or the 7th of May. And the Mushroom Festival in Irvine, Kentucky in April.
0: Sylvia, it has been a slice of onion burger loving mushroom mountain foraging heaven having you here on the dookie radio show
1: thank you dookie thank you dookie listeners this has been sylvia silversmith reporting on scintillating situations in your city yeah
0: boy let's see what slutty sue is doing in her house in her house. I like to clear. Let's see what slutty Sue is doing in her house. In her house. I like to share. Let's see what slutty Sue is doing in her house. In her house. Are you done with those mugs? To a mere pedestrian or uninitiated local, Penge may appear to be an unremarkable suburb of London. Neither city nor country, neither posh nor destitute. But in this quiet enclave in the southeastern quarter of our nation's capital is an Art Deco semi-detached house owned and occupied by a North American transplant to Blighty named Slutty Sue. She likes to clean. I popped into Slutty Sue's pristine abode and asked, Slutty Sue what? Have you been up to?
2: Well, I love this time of year. Springtime when I get to drop down on all fours and do some really hard scrubbing. And my neighbours, nieces and nephews have just arrived to visit him for spring break. And I've offered to help him clean because they get everything so dirty the trouble is he has lots of brass all over his big old-fashioned front door and when the kids come in and out they leave fingerprints and ice cream and sugary residue all over it so today i've mostly been polishing my neighbor's massive, sticky knob.
0: Uh, yeah, I think I might have got whiplash in the posh pit. Oh, it really is so high-octane, isn't it, this posh pit? This week's posh pit has an epicurean theme, which is in keeping with well the title of this instalment of the Dukey Radio Show: Food Fighters. In this particular case, we're not talking about food; we are talking about drink.
1: Uh, Dookie, Dukey, can I butt in there? Of because um, because we're like you said, we're we're talking about as you say it, drink, and uh, I know you're going to mention a a particular drink that I I had not personally heard of. So I went online to look it up to see what it is, and I came to one of these websites that sells booze, right? And before you can go into the site, it asks you to click yes or no whether you're above legal drinking age right yes so uh my question is this uh do you think anybody ever clicks on no
0: two kinds of people do the that's a
1: very quick answer there Dukey. you sound like you've thought about this
0: the overly honest and those shall we say mature people who want to feel younger
1: all right, so let's let's just follow that first one through there. So I'm 16, and I'm looking to get some alcohol for a party because Mom and Dad are going away this weekend. And I go on this website, and I go, oh, crap.
0: Oh, dear. I
1: have to click on no. Yeah crap. That so would, I can't buy my boots.
0: Yeah, that would be a very, very honest 16-year-old. Wow.
1: And then the other one is, okay, so I'm 68. Yes. Right? And I think to myself, you know, just for this moment in my life, I want to feel young again.
0: So I actually click
1: on no just to feel like I'm only 20.
0: So this 68-year-old person yeah. could go to their friends after this experience and say, you're not going to believe it. I was carded today. Uh, I yeah, was unable yeah, yeah, to buy yeah. alcohol. Uh, okay. They, they asked how old I was and... I, I had to leave the whole. Ah, uh,
1: I get what you're saying. Like, the so whole it's deal, it's yeah. like virtual carding. Yes. Yeah, I like that. That. Yeah. If you're if you're feeling old and you, and you want to you know feel young, yeah. Ah, oh, you know you could conceivably say you know I just I got carded and that's why I'm having a a, a party with only ginger ale.
0: An alcohol retail establishment asked me to confirm whether or not I was yeah, above the good. legal age. Limit for drinking. The thing I like about this site
1: is that they have Somalia of the Month. Ooh. And you can see Somalia of the Month, this month apparently, is this lovely man called Alexander Roy. Do you want to see a picture of him, Dookie? Please. He looks a little, he looks like he's got something up his sleeve. Oh, he's,
0: (laughs) he can roast my beans.
1: Well, he looks like maybe there's something he needs to tell his mother. Or that he's, he's been up to something that's no good. And that, you know, maybe his mother should know before, when they're on the way to church. Possibly, that's what he looks
0: like. Possibly buying alcohol for minors.
1: Well, there you go. So, Dookie, I'm going to guess that this, this week's uh, posh pitch is. Can I guess who it is?
0: Yes Because really Please.
1: it it, it Is she One of two people? It comes down to One of two people So yes. I'm going to say That it must be Your guitarist Ed
0: Yes he does feature In this week's Posh Pit Father Correct Father
1: of Mike
0: Yes, Mike the Scotty, a beautiful, beautiful dog, a friend of the Dukey Radio. He show. is a,
1: indeed a lovely dog, and his ears are so big that when he comes around into the studio, all of a sudden the Wi-Fi connection gets even stronger. That's how big his ears are.
0: They reach for the stars. They really and do, and satellites.
1: Yeah, you could ta- you could you could tape him to your mobile phone this dog and wherever you go you would have the most amazing mobile reception because that's how big his ears are they're like satellite dishes
0: now when we go off to various outposts of the united kingdom to perform gigs known as concerts to our north american cousins or yeah. shows yeah thanks for interpreting that i really do aim to please Al guitar player is armed He's armed with food, with drink, the finest things in life. Not just the finer, but the finest things in life. One quote which has remained in the band predating Ed's joining of the group is the phrase beer o'clock. We had a guitar player who, at quite early times of the morning, would open up a tinny of amber nectar. And basically, whenever somebody is going to be partaking in something of a, an alcoholic nature, the question of whether or not it's beer o'clock will come into the Volvo buzzmobile. Do you follow me? So in this particular case, I heard a carrier bag being moved about. Rustled. Is, is a carrier bag ever rustled? It is oh, now.
1: I think it can be ruffled, definitely.
0: I heard a carrier bag being rustled by the posh guitar player Ed Sonsino, and I inquired, is it beer o'clock? And he said, no, dear boy, it's Montenegro clock.
1: There are other liqueurs.
0: No. <laughs> well, that's your lot. You've been listening to Food Fighters. My name is Dookie, and, well, quite clearly I've been your host, alongside the lovely Marsha and Sylvia with extra help from slutty Sue and the lovely Irene until next time keep your feet on the no that's Casey Kasem I'm gonna go off and uh well pop my weasel eh half a pound of tuppany rice half a pound of treacle that's the way the money goes pop goes the weasel If this sandwich made Whitney from fat girl dancing the girl that she is, I don't want to be that girl.